From Post Loudness, this is Open Ended. Where two best friends blur the lines between fact and fiction. And this week we're going to talk about white people driving black narratives, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Very, very subtle, sure. Yeah, I don't know. So um, I kind of started thinking about this earlier this week. Um, I'll just jump right into it. When I realized that my summer album was an album by the Scottish DJ Calvin Harris. What are your thoughts on Calvin Harris? Do you have any thoughts on Calvin Harris? So, to be completely honest, like, I don't have many hot takes about Calvin Harris. I just know that he made that fucking banger with Brianna. And, Which one? Um, we found love in a hopeless place. That song. We found love in a... Yeah. Perfect, like, honest to God, one of my favorite songs probably I, ever. I will admit, like, anytime I'm out, like, I don't care if I'm, like like actually at a bar or if it's like in a bodega i can't help but like shake my ass because it's just it's a it's a it's a great fucking song like, it's so good and like yeah. the when the drop comes like i don't even <laughs> like edm like that but like that song fucking kills even his, his updated version um a new version of collaboration rather with rihanna um this is what you came for is really good so um he he makes great music and um, at least he produces good sounds. I don't know. Anyway, this album <laughs> that came out a few weeks ago on the 30th of June, the, almost every artist is a person of color. Like everyone from Future, Migos, Frank Ocean, Travis Scott, Lil Yachty, Straight Up, Snoop Dogg, Schoolboy Q, just to name a few. Like Nicki Minaj has her own track on the album. Like it's. It's like everyone I love is on one album. It's like this is really intense. Okay, <laughs> I think only so... people who are not on the album are like Drake and Kanye. Everyone else is like, <laughs> like it's wild how many people that I love and adore are on this album. And it had me feeling in a type of way about it because, you know, he has been responsible for some of honestly, some of the best songs that have come out in the last ten years, but an entire album of just like because it's it's his album. It's just that, like, he has recruited and curated all these other people of color voices. So I'm just curious as far as, like, how do you feel about when that happens, when it's kind of like, I don't know, hmm. when, when you have, okay. yeah, when you have that kind of, this white person who kind of brings on all of these people of color artists, but still it's their thing. Hmm. Okay, so... So right off the bat, like, I immediately think of this dude. Uh, like, the closest thing I can think of is, let's say this is an art show. Okay. All right? And Calvin Harris is essentially a curator. Right. You know what I mean? So if you're bringing all these people together, all these artists, as you will, to create essentially a, a work of art, which in this case is an album, but in a curator's case, it's essentially an art show, the curator's responsibility is is like a like a record producer which calvin harris is like so in the end it is like a production of you having all these artists around to like share this vision so you kind of have a responsibility 
I personally feel because in the end, like your name, your stamps on it. And if these people are representing your vision, like it should have some sort of awareness involved in it. You know what I'm saying? So this is coming from someone who (laughs) you came to me with this. I have not listened to the album, so I am not the perfect person (laughs) to have this discussion right now. But like for me, I haven't heard anything bad coming from it. Like I can see if you've heard at least one song. I know. I mean, I've heard Um, I've heard a song. I've heard that that the Frank Ocean track, right? Right, slide. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. That was in the insecure. It it goes hard. It goes fucking hard. It's a great Um, song. But I can see if like Calvin Harris named this like the nigga album, then I'd be like, whoa, bro. (laughs) But (laughs) but he has it. You know what I mean? And like every single like track was named after like some stereotype. Like then. We might have like a cultural appropriation situation in him. Like, like it kind of well, reminds me. Let me like read you some lot. of the. Okay. Let me read you some of the uh, titles of the tracks. So you've got "Slide," which is the the lead single. First off, the the album is called "Funk Waves Bounces Volume One." Wave okay. does not have an e at the end of it. So you know what I immediately thought of when I when I thought of the uh, fucking album. Uh-huh. I I totally thought of it as like exporting like bouncing out an audio session mm-hmm, and yeah. and bouncing it to a dot wave file that is what i thought no i think that's <laughs> no honestly maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking head. too hard maybe i'm being too too much of a soshana on this right now like maybe wow <laughs> maybe i am <laughs> uh context james has been watching all of girls <laughs> all this weekend <laughs> So, so now I only think of things in the context of this show. It is it is very much like me where I hop on a show like years after it's aired. You know, what that's I mean? fine. It's fine. I mean, you're watching it, so you're doing it for the culture. Um, but yeah, like, let me read some of the titles. So slide, you know, it's the one with Frank Ocean and the Migos. Cash out, rolling, prayers up. Skirt on me, faking it. Is it skirt or skirt? Skirt. S K R T. Okay, got it. And that's featuring Nicki Minaj. So like the album, like the song titles and the general theme, it's very much like a post EDM funk. Like it's it's very much a funk album for sure. A lot of the songs could be definitely pulled from a disco era of the nineteen um mid nineteen seventies. So um it reminds me a lot of Chicago funk music from that time period. Um reminds me a lot of the Minneapolis sound. So like kind of where I'm um, out uptown funk and that was happening a couple of years ago with Mark Ronson. It's definitely that same ilk, same vibe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it, even with Mark Bronson, you know, he he uh, brought on a lot of, you know, people of color kind of create curating a sound. And this one, I think, though, was, it took a step, took it from a step further than Mark Bronson. What almost everyone on the um, album is a person of color like John Legends on this album. Like, <laughs> I mean, but but sure, this is like not a new thing. Oh, either. absolutely you know not. I mean? I'm just saying like, this is like a I'm just saying as this as like a current example yeah but at the same time those checks gonna clear yeah <laughs> that's fair and like and, and and i'm not saying like i'm not saying anyone should be 
you know, at fault here. I'm not saying that this is not a bad thing. I'm just curious of like how this has it's I don't know just for this this album. I guess maybe because like his his previous albums weren't as um funk leaning or so what weighed heavily like there's like an actual theme that's going on here mm-hmm. and this looks for at least for me from listening to calvin harris for a few years now um it just doesn't seem it, it seems like it was intentional oh yeah i remember his like super early stuff and it was like i mean to be completely honest like it's all it's all a trend like it's all right. it's current trend in music i mean like fashion is even um leaning from the late 70s right now at the moment right. i mean like i remember listening to early calvin harris when i was in my blog house uh stage of life oh if, yeah if you're not familiar with blog house google it <laughs> um and that was when i first heard of calvin harris on a pandora station date myself there yeah. uh and uh, like he was making stuff that sounded like like the glitch hop shit that was out at the time like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's all it's all a trend like absolutely i mean like this definitely borrowing sounds from my childish gambino's album came out last year and like um, you know, for, even from that, like uh, FK Twigs, and so like that whole, you know, that trend is definitely coming here. It's just like now it's like kind of pristine and kind of glittery, and it's got like a little bit of a plasticness to it that um, a lot of the earlier stuff was not doing. Like I, I've been listening to Calvin Harris since he was on MySpace. Like you know, <laughs> when he had like his MySpace profile and you know his top eight or whatever, like old school. <laughs> <laughs> my space times and um again i'm not saying it's weird i just kind of was just thinking on it and how a couple other things this week has popped up that um, made me feel similar um so i guess to transition that into there was this huge controversy this week about the press release of this new show called confederate that is being brought to this by the showrunners of game of thrones and the press release was kind of a shit fire, a trash fire. Honestly, it was, it was a bad press release because it wasn't as um, descriptive as it needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for most people, people just saw like the headline and just like, nope, don't want it. You can keep that. We're good. Okay, uh, read so. read me the headline. So honestly, it was, it was the rap that was the one that announced it. As a showrunner's reveal, next HBO project entitled Confederate. And then it was a picture of the two showrunners who were white men. And that was it. And I think right away, that's not even giving all of it. for Because mm-hmm. like, the thing is, is that, and what they don't really talk about, even in the press release, kind of gloss over it, is that, that while the showrunners of Game of Thrones are white men, there are two other executive producers and writers who's going to be on the project that are people of color. They're, our, they're a black couple. Hmm. And one the one the wife she writes for Empire, and the other guy I believe he writes for. Hold on, let me pull up this other thing real quick. Well, why are you pulling it up? I'll give a little bit of context. So sure. the show Confederate, it's supposed to be like kind of like an alternate reality, which personally I find very interesting, of like what exactly would have happened if the South would have won during the civil war right and i think also too is that they did say that winning was what happened so like again they weren't very contextual they weren't like very descriptive about what's going on number one they haven't written a script this is all like 
pitching at this point. Nothing has been written. Nothing has been shot. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No one has. They don't even have a, a lead character yet. Which I think is partially your beef, eh? Yeah. Partially my beef. It's. it's <laughs> let it out, Cher. I just okay. want you to let it out. <laughs> okay. So, because I read the article, I read the press release, and I read the follow-up interview with Vulture. And I think what a lot of people... I think what happened was that they had released it just completely wrong. The optics of it, it's awful because they put they put the two white men front and center and it's not the whole picture. They didn't talk about the fact that there are going to be two people of color, two black people of color going to be running the show along with these white men and that the black voice is going to be at the foreground of the show. They didn't really talk about it. They glossed over it during the press release. And they had to go back and have an interview and a sit-down interview to talk about it further. Mm. And, you know, like the idea of, you know, quote-unquote winning the South, it's like kind of a standstill. Like the South is its own country, whereas the North is its own country. Like the South didn't quote-unquote win as far as they're concerned. Is that like when you pass, you know, the Mason-Dixie line, you're in the South. And that whatever was ruling there, including slavery, is in the South. But the North is still the North. Mm. So, but yeah, they don't talk about that so much in the press release. And I feel like they, if you're going to do something as sensitive, as, you know, relevant as it is, because, you know, slavery is still around, at least in the context of it, it's still happening every day. You know, everything from colorism to, you know, just everything that deals with the black experience, it's still very relevant today and prevalent today. So mm. if you're going to do something that sensitive, you got to be as descriptive as possible because people are going to react. Mm. Um, like it kind of reminds me of that. Um, I don't know if you remember, but like where, um, there was like a couple posts about, um, you know, that um, sci-fi novel by, um, I believe her name is like N- uh, Nanetti um, Orkerfor, Who Fears Death. I don't know that one. So the dude who's behind Game of Thrones, uh, George R.R. R. Martin. So he's mm-hmm. like adapting that into like a TV series. And like that was announced like earlier this month. And a lot of the news places that was like talking about it, they prominently like featured his face. And then they just cropped out um, um, Nettie's uh, name in the novel. Um, and of course, yeah, like she's see? a black woman, and of course, and like that's the, like the white, the white type man of erasure. is like, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 and, and then like, like, yeah, and it was just really interesting because, like, as you're saying, like these black creations and having um, like white delivery methods. I mean, it's kind of similar to um, I know with a lot of like advertising of movies I've heard um, overseas, especially like they'll be used primarily like white or lighter actors um to like be in the um like the poster art mm-hmm. you know what i mean um yeah or white or white watch it completely totally and so it's so it's 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 i think that's what upset me so much like i was i was kind of like okay whatever it's just hollywood being hollywood at this point but then when i found out because when i first saw it, i was like okay whatever just hollywood being hollywood you know um hbo they're doing you know they're doing a lot and you know i was kind of confused like well they just you know had given you know a deal to a dear friend of ours for her show 
and that's great but then they do this like okay Hollywood is being Hollywood but then when I read about further that there were two black people involved in the project from the get-go then I got more upset because it's like okay why wasn't this more prominent in the first initial release Mm. I feel like that was that felt more of a slight than the actual context of the show was that there is going to be a black black presence throughout the story crafting and that they didn't they didn't feel like it was prominent enough to put their faces on the press release they just put the two white people's i mean and i that, feel like yeah i mean i feel like it's very common to um what we say almost every week. What happens when you have um, these type of people in the rooms? Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> these things occur. <laughs> you know, yeah. the entire cycle of um, creating a film to shooting the film to promoting the film to the editors at the publications who are approving the stories to the writer. Like, it, it, yeah. You know. Yeah, so that's what like got me m- more upset than anything else. Like, oh, well, that's a whole other different color. Why was that brought <laughs> up? You know, beforehand or like during the initial release. And I know that like because Game of Thrones is entering its second to last season, it just premiered this past week. It you know it's definitely trending as it were, and that you know they could jump on the success of Game of Thrones and put them in the forefront of this new series they're developing, but to have it be a subject matter that is still so time sensitive, still very relevant to today's issues in social justice movement that's happening in our country for them to not acknowledge the fact that it's being written by people of color as well. just seemed like a complete fuck up. Yeah. And yeah, the show hasn't come out yet, but like if you're doing this kind of fucked up shit already, before he's even anything has been written, you know, doesn't really give me as a viewer any confidence that it's going to do well, you know, when the product is said and done. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's conflicting. Um, I heard another argument on this show called it's been a minute with Sam Sanders. How do you feel about Sam Sanders, James? I never, I, I, I mean, I have not really listened to any of his stuff. I mean, he was the um, host I, I, of uh, NPR politics podcast for a long time. Yeah, and I haven't really listened to much of it. I'm 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 familiar with his work. Um, I I've heard good things about it, but I've I've honestly not listened to the show. That's fair. Yeah, he has a tendency to be to always play kind of like devil's advocate and try to be fair along the line, mm-hmm. kind of be a nonpartisan nonpartisan um n- like very down the center, moderate to almost to a fault, mm. and. Um, as far as we're concerned for certain conversations. But then he like talked about this briefly on his almost um, recent episode that came out this past Friday and he brought up the fact, you know, and it's it's a it's an argument that a lot of people bring up and it's like there has to be a better one than this. But he brought up the color purple and how it was written how it was directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and it's like it's been like twenty five years since that movie's come out. There's gotta be a better example besides that. Like I love the color purple. I don't know. I don't know any person who doesn't love the color purple, and yes, it was directed by a white man, but a white Jewish man. But there has to be another one. Like we have to have a better, 
more updated version than that. And I feel like until we do, like there still needs to be a conversation that needs to be had about white people taking the narrative or at least dominating the narrative of it. And I'm not saying that's the case for Confederate, but at least the optics, the PR that's already been released about this has already been in a shitstorm and we need to do better. I mean, you got girlfriends and Kelsey Grammer. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. They have that better examples in the color purple. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know there is one, but they got to do better. They need to do better with examples. Um, I love, I love girlfriends so much, and Kelsey Grammer. He's got his own bag of issues, but um, <laughs> but he did right with that. With that, he really email share. Huh? I said email share. Email me, yes. Yeah, email share. Um, email me for better examples of um, white people narrating, uh, um, take, you know, taking direction of the black narrative. Because I, I know there's better ones, but um, that's just two though. There has to be more. So come on, guys, let's uh, think on it. Um, if you, if but, you know of any, just tell us. Yeah, please hit us on Twitter. Have, email us about it. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I was like thinking on was just like these white curators or artists talking about uh, you know like from calvin harris to your people who do game of thrones the guys who do game of thrones they are you know with like calvin harris like his the, the, the songs are happening they're very like black culture oriented like there's a song called prayers up and <laughs> i mean come on like i'm not even gonna like dissect that one but like you know and you know we have very like you know we have little yachty who's like you know having a very awesome moment right now in the culture he's doing really well and so like you're having these very prominent culture figures in this particular realm of pop culture on this one white man's album and you know he does a great job i mean i'm not gonna put him out like he he did a shitty job he represented us badly no it was great i i thoroughly enjoy the album i haven't i haven't heard any backlash primarily and i haven't experienced any backlash as far as like i'm concerned it's just i thought it was an interesting trend um and i wanted to talk about it a little bit but um all that has to say is just it's it's just becoming more and more it's either it's it's either good or bad. I'm not sure. Like I'm I'm trying to trying to process this a little bit, but I don't know. Um, how do you feel, James? I, I mean, like I, to be completely honest, like I'm very open ended, gray about this. Like because at the same time, you know, who am I to police how somebody gets their money? I mean, well, yeah, we got Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody everybody got to eat. And right. I mean, if we really want to put this, like um, the people that pay our bills, you know, like yeah. it, like it, like there, there's there's so much trickle down, you know. Absolutely, and I think that like until it until the figureheads are more reflective to the products they produce, you know, it won't change. And I feel like that's almost every aspect of any kind of profitable output but um and just as and since i saw like a kind of like a a similarity going on between both of these entities and i was just curious how just breaking it out of my head a little bit just thinking a lot honestly this was this whole thing was about like hmm <laughs> this is interesting let's talk about it let's dig deep a little bit yeah yeah but um 
All that has to say, I'll probably end up watching The Confederate Show. Same. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why. I think I have a lot of complicated feelings with a lot of the shows that I watch. Um, I watch Game of Thrones. I've watched it pretty much from the beginning, even though it is very problematic the way they treat women. There are rampant rape scenes to the point where like it's like they've added rape scenes that weren't even there before um <laughs> and <laughs> yeah so that's a yeah that's a whole thing um and you know um i've watched a lot of problematic shows like i don't like the handmaiden's tale i think you know, while most of the staff writers on that show are women, they're all white women. There's not one woman of color or person of color on that right staff. And that shows because of their, the way they treat race on that show, um, which is another. It's very, whole... it's very all lives matter. <laughs> yep. Very much. And but I watch the show. So, like, I have a lot of problematic feelings and a lot of conflicting feelings with the show, the shows that I watch. But. Suffice to say, I will. I I kind of want to see what that show could be like. I heard, I read more about it, and like with the interview they did with Vulture, which I'll put in the show notes. It's it's worth a read. Um, talk about just like the the history building they're creating with this sci fi world, and just having to. It's gonna be modern, so it's not gonna be antebellum South. There's gonna be whips and plantations. It's more or less like us with our iPhones, but like half of the country still believes in this, you know, second class citizenship that, you know, is not far off from what we're already kind of experiencing. Mm-hmm. It just being it just, you know, a more, you know, out, I feel like they're, they're even more just rampant with the racism and it's not so much racism, just like in, in, institutionalized racism or like systematic racism, which is we're already experiencing, but it's like in the law. As opposed to kind of like it was in the law, and then it got erased, but then not really like it is now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, I, it's something I will probably end up watching, and I'm curious to see the development of the show and how it, it actually turns out because it could be like, totally different by the time it actually comes out. So, I'll be definitely following it and seeing how far it goes. But yeah, that's what I've been scratching my head on this week, James. This week we are sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. And they asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show. Hey, Cher. Hey. Do you know what time it is? It's open call time. It's open call time. Open call. It's open call time. If you are unfamiliar with open call, open call is where we give a shout out to what it is we are feeling this week. It could be a concept, it could be an idea, it's whatever we want because it's our show. So, Cher, what are you feeling this week? Um, I read this article on NPR uh, a couple of days ago um, by one of my favorite music writers, Lars Godrich. He primarily writes about metal, but he um, talked about... It came out last month, uh, right around summer, when the actual day of, uh, beginning of summer started. And he talked about this thing he was joking around on Twitter, that he... This new, like, way of life called rosé wave what and (laughs) (laughs) i fell in love with the phrase was like oh my god yes yes (laughs) it's just like 
you know, the kind of, you know, kickback soundtrack you'd get, you know, when you're grilling and just hanging out, you know, the music that you just, you know, open some rosé and just chill. So kind of like vaporwave and chill wave, but like a little basic put on top of it. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like not so much like a, it's not so much a music genre, but it's a, way, a, li- a lifestyle, I kind of like yacht rock. That. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you're barking up my tree. I, I, and then so, they have this. So what's really an great, example of Rosé Wave? Rosé Wave. Um, let me pull up the article real quick on NPR real fast. Um, but yeah, like. Let's think of eyes and eyes closed, eyes be closed by washed out, or um, you know that new Lord song, Green Light, or <laughs> like pretty much like like uh, oh, got a new new terms called brunch rock. Yes, yes, it's brunch rock with, but it's with rosé. It's like yeah, it's like afternoon, and like it's like and it's not it's not so much dusk, but it's like about to be dusk, and you're just like listening, you're vibing. Some Haim is probably out. playing in the background. And what's probably in the background? Haim. Absolutely. It's definitely that kind of like basic bitch, but you know. Shit. It's summer. <laughs> so you're like, fuck it, you know? We're all basic in the summertime. Like, I I'm honestly. I'm fine with being basic. Huh? I love being basic sometimes. Same. I'm like embracing it. I'm, a, I'm listening to my Calvin Harris. I'm drinking my rose and I'm loving my truth and I'm here for it. So, uh, shout out to Rose Wave. I am going to be embracing it for the rest of the summer weeks that are ahead and just living my life. So, uh, what about you, James? What are you feeling this week? This definitely feels your aesthetic. I appreciate this. I appreciate that. Not an insult. Oh, man. So, I am feeling uh, Tyler, the Creator's new album, Flower Boy. Oh, okay. I haven't listened to it yet. And uh, it just, like, hit me in the feelings, man. Um, Like, it... So, I, like, made a complete event out of it. So, I listened to it three times in a row. Whoa. Um, All... (laughs) Why? Whoa! Because <laughs> that's like intense. Listening to something three times in a row. Yeah, because I like I really wanted to like get every piece of it out, and I listened to it all without doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like got like my like my best headphones, like my actual like studio monitor headphones, and I listened to it. I listened to it. Um, hold on. Um, sorry about that. I do it for the podcast. <clears throat> so I listened to it three times, once at my desk, once on my commute, and once like eyes closed at home, just like sitting on a couch. Mm. And it's, it's a beautiful album. Like, holy shit. Like it takes you on this journey, you know? And like, I felt like he was speaking to me in this way. Like you can definitely feel like he's grown as a person and it's been wild because like I remember like listening to his early shit and like I, and I was pretty immature and listened to it and just like like I, I, I don't know like it, it's hard to explain but it's just it's a really beautiful album it's really really gorgeous was it did he did he say he was bi um I yeah yeah there's there's a lot of like allusions to, in the album like including okay. an entire song about like coming out of the closet called Garden Shed um, there's a will lot you, of. Will like, you say it's his his uh, his response to Channel Orange? 
I mean, not necessarily a response, I guess you could say, but it's but more like, his like version of Channel Orange. I guess so. I guess so in a way. I never really thought about it in that type of way because obviously I'm not a music writer. Um, but okay. like it, but no, it really much feels like that way. Um, yeah, because they're both from their Odd Future collective, but they're, yeah. they brought them together. Yeah, um, but it, it just really feels that way. Like it feels like the whole album just feels so tender and like feels like kind of like the equivalent of like. Like, you know, when you have your eyes closed and you're in, like, the back of a car and, like, your face is, like, let's say, like, it's really, like, sunny out Mm -hmm. and you're, like, facing the window and then you close your eyes and you get, like, the, um, like, the visual effect of, like, the sun hitting your eyelids and it's, like, going behind, like, trees and shit, but you just see, like, like, these shades of red and pink and yellow. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what the album feels like. Cool. Yeah. Episode ninety seven. A A ninety seven. If you want to chat with us, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can tweet the show at OpenEndedFM. You can also use the hashtag OpenEnded if you are feeling fancy. You can also find me personally on Twitter at underscore James D. Green. And you can follow me at Share Musings. And if Twitter is not long enough for you to express your feelings, you can go and email us at theopenendedpodcast at gmail.com. And you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, wherever you can find us. And we'll be back next week. So until then, keep things open-ended.